This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harpin, Senior Editor, behind the SteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. It's not just Friday, and I am actually recording this on Friday. It's Friday morning. Uh, the tables have already turned, so to speak, on the calendar, and I've continued to do work, and I've got a great show here planned for you the day after round one of the 2022 NFL Draft. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they stayed at number 20 in a crazy, a cr- I cannot remember a, a first round that was crazier than what we all just witnessed, those of us that sat and watched or listened, however you took it in. What a day for the National Football League when it came to trades, teams trading up, teams trading back, players being traded. You know, it's funny, it was actually a dinner. Um, I had my daughters were talking about, well, what is the draft? And they're still young, and they don't really pay attention that much. And I was explaining how it's, college players that then want to become professionals and so the professional teams get to take their picks based on how they did the previous year I'm trying to explain it as best as I can to kids and they said oh do they trade players and I said it's rare and then here we are and you see the Baltimore Ravens trade Marquise Brown AJ Brown goes from Tennessee to Philadelphia just absolute insanity ensued and it was a very memorable draft for a lot of reasons, the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we all know at this point in time, end up taking Kenny Pickett, the University of Pittsburgh quarterback, the guy that on Wednesday I said I would not want the Steelers to take. That's who they take. Why? Because it's just how it seems to work sometimes. And as I thought about this and as I went on the air with Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield in our post-draft, post-pick podcast, whatever you want to call it, I decided, and Dave Schofield, got to give him credit, he said this, he said these two words, inside job, and I said, that's it, that's the headline for Friday's podcast for Let's Ride. The Steelers taking Kenny Pickett was the ultimate inside job, and we're going to talk about that. It's going to be... It's going to be what we talk about, and I've got a really cool feature where, you know, why when, when I said that this was a memorable draft, one of the reasons it was memorable memorable for me was that we as a staff at Behind the Steel Curtain got together on a Zoom call, and we decided to just watch the draft. And so as the picks were coming off the board, we were watching them, and it was just, it was crazy. It was also a lot of fun to talk about, you know, the picks itself and how it was going. But I said, when we get close to the Steelers pick, I want to record it. Like, I want to get kind of a live feel for what it was like. And I want to share it with you. You know, I want to share it with my ride or die crew. What was it like hearing myself, Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis, Shannon White, Jeffrey Benedict, Big Bro Rich, Schofield, Kevin Smith, 
And we were all there. And even Maddie Peverell from Australia was chiming in, and we were all giving our insights on uh, the pick pick itself. It it, It was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun. But it was the ultimate inside job. That's what I come away with here from this draft class. Not not so much this draft class, but this draft pick. And when I think about that, when I think about it being the ultimate inside job, like I suggested, the one thing I can't stop thinking about is how we didn't hear too much about Kenny Pickett and the Steelers leading up to the draft. There's a lot of reasons behind this, and one of them is the fact that they share a facility. This isn't the Steelers going to the other side of Pittsburgh and taking a look at Pitt's practice. They literally have to walk across they have to walk across the hallway to see Pitt practicing. They share fields, they share an indoor facility. And so you saw Mike Tomlin go to Liberty. You heard Malik Willis talk about how Mike Tomlin took him out to dinner. They had chicken wigs. He's just a regular guy. Like it was, it was really cool to hear that. You see pictures of Mike Tomlin eating at, or out at a restaurant in, in Cincinnati with Desmond Ritter. Uh, you talk about Matt Corral. They're down in Mississippi watching him throw. UNC, Mike Tomlin couldn't make it to that pro day because he was down in Florida for the team meetings. But Kevin Colbert was there. And, of course, they're paying really close attention to these quarterbacks. They have all these quarterbacks come in. And myself, as the senior editor behind thesteelcurtain.com, I write the articles about, oh, this week they have uh, Malik Willis coming in. The week prior they had Matt Corral coming in. The week prior was Carson Strong and maybe Sam Howe. The week before that was Desmond Ritter. And throughout all of it, pro days, combine, in the team interviews, like the pre-draft visits, you didn't hear them talk about the Steelers and Kenny Pickett that much. And one of the reasons why is because it was an inside job. No, this isn't Ocean's Eleven where they're stealing something, but the fact that the Steelers were able to have a pre-draft visit with Kenny Pickett, and it didn't count towards their 30 pre-draft visits, it was essentially just one of those situations where... It, they met with him all the time. They knew him so well. Kevin Colbert talked about how he would sit on a bench out by their practice facilities next to Kenny Pickett, and they talk football, and he got to know him really well over the last few years. Mark Whipple, who is the offensive coordinator at Pitt, used to be with the Steelers. He, they, Kenny Pickett runs a pro-style offense. How would they know that better than just being able to watch him function, watch him learn, talking to the coaches there, picking their brains? Yes, scouts have access to a lot of this stuff for every prospect, but it's a little different when you see it day in and day out. And so, yes, I was a guy that on Wednesday wasn't too excited about the thought of having Kenny Pickett be the next quarterback or the Steelers pick at 20. I also never thought that Kenny Pickett would still be available. I also never thought that Malik Willis, too, would be available. And people would say, well, who would you pick between the two? And I, I think maybe I did get asked that in my, in my uh, mailbag segment. I think I always said, what are the odds of that happening? Well, it happened. It happened. There were runs on offensive tackle. There were runs. I mean, the first six picks were defenders. 
I'm sorry, the first five picks, and then a tackle went off the board with Carolina. And there was so there was a run on uh, there was obviously a run on tackles. The wide receiver run was crazy. That's when the trade started happening. Uh, it was just it was a crazy it was a crazy day one for the NFL draft. Uh, it's exactly what the National Football League wants because people are talking about this draft. But for the Steelers to have the all of the quarterback options available and some other really talented players still on the board, they got they got to take who they wanted and they ended up wanting Kenny Pickett. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of take a minute and I wanted to read some of these breakdowns and analysis of you know the pick itself. Who it's coming from might be some from behind the steel curtain. Some might be from, for instance, ESPN. Let's get this started with some analysis, not from me, but from others that deem themselves to be experts. We'll put it that way. So the pre-draft analysis from ESPN.com said this. This is from Steve Munch. He said, Pickett is a fast and accurate processor, and his ability to buy time is one of the greatest his greatest strengths. He shows good touch and timing as a deep passer. Pickett is a threat to tuck the ball and scramble for first downs. His hands are smaller than any starters or notable backups hands in the NFL. And his Matt Miller's NFL comparison is, or was, Kirk Cousins. Now, the post-draft analysis. An interesting pick for the Steelers is Pickett doesn't offer traits that newly signed Mitch Trubisky doesn't already bring to the table. It's likely Pickett will compete with Trubisky in the preseason, but his lack of rushing upside seems to go away from the current trend in the NFL. His projected year one impact is, according to ESPN, a day one starter. Pickett is the most NFL-ready quarterback in this class, and he wins the starting job in camp. So, the ESPN is making it seem like this is not Mitch Trubisky or even Mason Rudolph, if you want to throw him in the mix. Well, it's their their job, and then they'll bridge to pick it in year two or, or wherever. They're making it seem like this is an open competition. So let's continue this time with our own Andrew Wilbar. This comes from our top 250 rankings the big board that Andrew and so many other people help with. He, this is what he wrote about Kenny Pickett. Quote, I've been a big fan of Pickett's ever since he stepped foot on campus at Pitt. I, st- I stood up for him when fans were disgruntled with the offense and before he decided to return to school for 2021, I was a big proponent of taking a late-round flyer on him. I was not surprised when he had his breakout season in 2021, but he has risen too high on the national draft boards for my liking. Pickett is a very solid quarterback who has a decent arm, sneaky good athleticism, but he is older than some of the other quarterbacks in this class, and he does not have an incredibly high ceiling as a professional. The biggest issue, especially for teams that play in cold weather, will be his incredibly small hands. Pickett participated in the 2022 Senior Bowl, but he struggled badly in practice when it was raining. There's no denying that he lost his accuracy and struggled to push the ball downfield when the weather got rough. Rumor has it that his hands are right around 8 inches, which would be historically small, but we will have to wait for the official measurement at the Combine. Pickett's accuracy improved by leaps and bounds this season, but he sometimes struggled to get off his first read and get through his progressions before the pressure got to him. He reminds me a lot of Kirk Cousins when it comes to his ability to roll out to his weak side, and his delivery and arm strength remind me of a Derek Carr or an Andy Dalton. The big question being... 
Is he capable of anything greater than that? That is what teams are going to have to determine over the next few months when it comes to picket and how high he should be taken, end quote. So when you think about it, what Andrew says, you know, there are some issues, there are some questions there. I mean, my goodness, he was the first quarterback taken at pick number 20. Let's go to the NFL.com. I just want to read some strengths and weaknesses that they have uh, for Kenny Pickett at NFL.com. Strengths. He broke Dan Marino's pit passing records. Comes from athletic family and bloodlines. Good size. Uh, Jaw-dropping improvement across the board from 2020. His touchdown-to-interception ratio went from 13-9 to to 42-7. to Passing scheme required full field read, so it's a pro-style offense. Good recognition and decisions on combo routes. Potential to get better at recalibrating reads. Worked with it worked with improved anticipation and tight spiral throwing into windows. Uh, and they go on to talk about his elusiveness and his arm talent. Weaknesses. Um, some <clears throat> some scarring, not physical, from previous protection issues. He has nervous feet at times and poise can get the best of him, despite having a clean pocket. He can drift outside the pocket rather than climbing, and the feet don't always follow his eyes when he's throwing. Poor placement and touch uh, can add to drop issues. Finesse throws into buckets are below average. Better timing would prevent contested catches, can improve at making leading throws, um, so there you have it. Some strengths and weaknesses there from the NFL.com website. This is what it's going to be here, folks. I want to make this very clear. You're going to have sites and people that think this is a great pick. And then you're going to have sites and people that think that this is a horrible pick. Maybe it falls somewhere in the middle. Or maybe, like I said on Wednesday... You don't understand. You don't go out and criticize a player. You can criticize the Steelers all you want, but don't criticize a player until he actually steps foot on a professional field. When he's taking snaps in training camp and or preseason or maybe a regular season contest, that's when you can say that throw is awful because this isn't what he was doing at Pitt. This is what he was doing as a professional. That's really, really important, I think, for all fans to understand throughout this whole process. And on Wednesday, I talked about expectations, and I did say there was a caveat, and that was a quarterback. That sometimes quarterbacks taken in the first round need some time to develop. People forget that Patrick Mahomes didn't play and start in his first year. Not saying Kenny Pickett is a Patrick Mahomes. I'm saying it's not abnormal for a quarterback to have to sit and watch for a little bit before they get their chance. All right, so what I want to do... I want to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, I'm going to play you that sound, and we're going to do some winners and losers from day one of the NFL draft. Uh, who who were winners from this pick and who were losers? We're going to get into that. We'll be right back right after this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I am all alone. 
All right, Ryder Die Crew, thank you for joining me for the second part. We're getting ready to roll this uh, this tape, this sound of the pick itself. It's a lot of fun. I, I've enjoyed this part of the process. I want to make you sure you remember, though, that you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com all weekend and all throughout the offseason and the regular season. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to have wall-to-wall draft coverage for you, so make sure you check that out early and often. And also, wherever you get your podcasts, you're going to not just hear my podcast, you're going to get the Here We Go Steelers show today at noon at Friday. You're going to get all of the picks Breaking news with Dave Schofield, as well as uh, breakdowns, roundtables. It's it's a lot, but it's great. I know you're going to love it, so make sure you check it out. Wherever you get your podcast, just search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe and follow so that you don't miss a thing. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I'll tell you that right now. All right, let's get to this sound. I want you all to hear what it was like to hear the BTSE staff uh, hear and talk about the pick. We, this, I think it starts about night pick 19 when the New Orleans Saints are on the board. And then you'll hear it. And when I come back, we'll have winners and losers. All right. So here we are. Pick 19. New Orleans Saints are on the board, guys. What do you think is going to happen? Both quarterbacks are here. Well, pick is in. I think you're looking at I think you're looking at a quarterback or maybe an offensive tackle here. This is quarterback for me. You know, they they made that deal with the Philadelphia Eagles to get in there. They just made a deal to get a wide receiver. I'm looking at I, it just who do they covet is my question. But it's a Gosh, QB. Just please take us. I, I don't I never thought both quarterbacks would be available here. Well, the Steelers Twitter says they are on the clock. So yeah, they know who the yeah. Saints have taken. So well, they know they've put a pick in. Yeah. It's Trevor Penning, according to Twitter. Trevor yes. Penning, Albert Trevor Greer. Penning. The Steelers wow. have their choice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the it's going to it's gonna be Malik. It's going to be Malik. I'm surprised oh the pick God. isn't in already for Pittsburgh, honestly. I'm surprised Goodell's not reading it right now. Imagine if it isn't Malik. Imagine if it isn't Malik. Hey, I said that earlier. Well, if it's earlier. Ritter. <laughs> if it's oh, Ritter. my gosh. Tyler Linderbaum. <laughs> no. <laughs> Devin Lloyd. Andrew Booth. Hey, remember all the people that said they want a quarterback? They have their choice. Linderbaum won't be there. Remember, they all said that Linderbaum won't be there. There's no way he'll be there. Whoever's saying Linderbaum, stop. (laughs) The rumor is that they're going to trade with themselves to get Terrell Edmonds again. (laughs) (laughs) If someone sees this, like refresh your pages. If someone sees this, you got to. You got to sell me as soon as possible. Oh, my gosh. The anticipation is killing me. All right. The towels are twirling on NFL Network. They are. They're going to take Jermaine. NFL Network down. What if what if they take the what if they take the linebacker? They're not. Jermaine Johnson. That would be good. I'd like that. Kenny Pickett on the phone. Pit football. (laughs) What if they go Jermaine Jackson? Is, that, is, he still, is he still eligible? I think Dick of the Kicker. Complete the Holy Trinity with Buzz Nutter, Dick Shiner. Perfect. Dick of the Kicker. Mm-hmm. I love it. If they take Willis, Andrew's going to be crying. Office. Happy tears. Oh, my gosh. Don't take Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Pitt football has him on the phone. Is that Don't what Don't take Kenny Pickett. <laughs> it's the biggest, like, damn, I no, no. Uh, come on, Pittsburgh. Keep refreshing. Out of <laughs> Keep refreshing. 
So draft uh, diamonds are the ones that I got uh, Trevor Penning off. So, Albert Breer's been on top of everything. Rappaport has Penning going to the Saints before <laughs> announced, but Rappaport sucks. I, lo- <laughs> I love the refresh, by the way. It's like when on Big Bang Theory when they're trying to buy Comic Con <laughs> tickets. Refresh, 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 refresh. <laughs> Everyone shows Kenny Pickett that he has a phone. Yes, we know he has a phone. And let's go. Uh, maybe he's getting picked number 21. Oh, gosh. He was you know what? That's uh, New England is 21, that's, aren't they? No, they're not gonna take him 21. Hey, they're I'm still hoping they trade this pick. Willis is in the green room, right? Yeah, I think he is there. Yeah, he is. Mark Cabola. Oh, Cabola says, Oh, you gosh. <laughs> trade back, please trade Come back. On. On. Make this pain last. What's Kabali saying? It says, well, I'll be, is what it's Kenny says. Pickett is a Pittsburgh Stealer. The Shut moment the front the door. And it finds out he's being selected for the 20th There's overall no pick. That Johnny no McGonagall reporting it. They're already showing a video of him getting the call and now crying on the couch. Christopher Carter says the same thing. Oh, my God. I did oh. not see this coming, to be perfectly honest. They know what they're doing, but yeah. Nah. Lolly's got it now, too. Yep. His middle, he's passing in the middle of the field. He's a lot better than Malik Willis, though. And they've got to make those Absolutely no team knows Pickett as well as the Steelers do. Yeah. He's no the field I tried passing. to tell Andrew, he's like, oh, well, they're, the Steelers have a too much interest. I'm like, he's in the same building. No one's going to see their interests. No one yeah. will see their interests. The it's middle of the field stuff. I did at one of the Warrens. I did like third week of the season. Great. I was comparing Sam Hartland um, from Wake Forest, the quarterback there, to Pickett. It was after three or four weeks, and I was looking at how much Pickett had threw in the middle of the field. And you look at like what happens between the hashes at the NFL level compared to college, and Malik cannot hit those throws. So mm. it makes me a lot more comfortable. Oh, yeah. That was two reasons. One, accuracy. Two, the curse of Dan Marino. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I can have the curse of Pickett. Pickett was my number one quarterback in this class simply because he is NFL ready. And that's Free. like, you can't guarantee anyone else will develop. You really can't guarantee an NFL quarterback will develop from someone who's not an NFL quarterback. Yeah. He, he also, makes the best progressions and the best mature. reads. He really does. But even the maturity, like he got invited to the senior bowl last year and went, nah, I'd rather work on my game. Like, I like it. He's well, like t- 24 already. So, I tell you what, yeah, I am going to go that ahead. Doesn't matter. I'm going to go ahead and call the headline as the uh, podcast producer for the podcast Steelers cross the picket line at number 20. <laughs> you know, I build yes. fences for a living, so I've seen enough pickets and uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I just don't like it. Hey, KT. Yeah. You want pick it? Do you want pick it or you want me to do it? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't, I, I've, I have a whole bunch of stuff on Willis, like already written. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. So I've done oh, nothing man. on pick it, man. But, you know, if you want to do it, go for it and I'll, I'll hit the okay. second and third. I can do the two, uh, the two picks tomorrow. What are the, are the okay, two? Okay. I'll do, yeah, I can get pick it. I can get pick it. All right, cool. Question to this like audience though: How do you think Trubisky's feeling right now? Right. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. I, I don't think. And then shot. what do you do with Mason? And then what do you do with Mason now as well? Like you're gonna Bye-bye. have him third. Trading. Exactly. Yeah. yeah Trading. That's right. 
I don't think he carries any trade value to other teams, really. The fact oh, that I'm say one thing. The fact that nobody in the organization came out and like really endorsed him spoke volumes yeah. to me. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But I'm just meaning, surely we trade him now. Like you're not going to have him sit there as the third quarterback on the roster. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he has enough value to trade. Oh come on! Look at some of the some of the stuff that's happened today. Someone will someone yeah. will take him for a six or a seven. I was going to say though, Deontay Johnson's value just went up. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he fits much better with Pickett. Well, I'm going to run downstairs and grab my uh, Tommy Maddox jersey because it's a number eight, so I'll be in style. <laughs> there you go. For the show. If I could find it, if it fits. Oh, my goodness. Just Who this had is not, this? This is not this what way. I expected. If Brian's putting something else, yeah, he should get grab the BJ Finney pants while he's at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so happy this is not Malik Willis. Do you know the worst thing about this pick is? Andrew Filipponi. That's the worst thing about this. Yep, oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, he's <laughs> been, he's been for like weeks has been like the Steelers have to take Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And now, now they do. Yeah, but he's he, he's, they have to take Danny Pickett because of Dan Marino, not because he throws in the middle of the field better. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm going to well, be curious about the fan reaction to this. Judging by this group, I can't tell if people are excited or not. Oh, I'm happy. It's not Malik Willis. I'm excited. <laughs> so what's your guys' grades for the first round pick? A plus. What was there? What was available? What are you grading this? B plus. Yeah. B. C. C. The bottom line is they did not trade up, so A. Yeah. 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 Right. Ooh, Franco. That's a good point. That's We've a lot of doing. You didn't know it was going to be Franco? No, I gave the pick an A. I did not because know that. they didn't trade up to do it. Yes. Here's I, my I'm thing going. about here's my thing about taking Pickett is a lot of people say his ceiling is like a Derek Carr. But what Kirk, couldn't, Kirk you say, couldn't you say the same thing about Trubisky, though? If he plays well, is that he's got the same upside? So why aren't you going with the guy with more upside if you've already got the the Derek Carr in the building. I know that's that's the that's the problem with the pick is he's more NFL ready, but you've already got a quarterback. But it's that's Mark Barron, Devin Bush. You know, you're mm-hmm. just that's the guy you want. Look at Franco. What a good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks good. He's held up well. Not yeah. all running backs did with that kind of workload. Franco and Kenny Pickett, both South Jersey boys. I got I to gotta rep South Jersey here. The most pro-ready quarterback. So is this a live open competition for Pickett and Trubisky to be the week one starter? Or does Trubisky have the heads up? Hey. I think it's still Trubisky. Yeah, for sure. I think you go the Mahomes route and mm-hmm. a red shirt the guy. Mm. All right, does this does it was this a game? Do you think they do you think they were honestly that thrilled with Malik Willis and really liked him, or do you think that was a the Steelers intentionally ignoring Kenny Pickett was intentional and that, that he was their guy all along? 
That's and a good question about because, because, because it sold it, the hell out of that, man. Yeah, the last time we drafted a quarterback in the first round, we did the same thing. Bill Cowher talked up uh, – what's his name? Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers the whole time. Yeah, but you got to understand. From NC State, he was all in on talked about his winner, and, and Philip Rivers' draft stock climbed to the point that he was picked second when he was originally not predicted to be the second quarterback taken, and then Ben ends up falling to 11, and the Steelers grab him. It's all because of the crying of the Manning family, man. It's uh, That's what happened. And I yeah. really don't think the Chargers <laughs> wanted to go – with a junior that reminded them a little bit like Ryan Leaf four years later yeah. I, or six years later. I just don't think, I mean, that's my theory, but. Mm. All right. That was a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed that. Let's do some winners and losers here to finish out the show. Winners and losers. I have five winners, three losers after the Steelers select Kenny Pickett in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. Let's get things started with the winners. Kenny Pickett is a winner. Why? Uh, he's the top pick. Any Anyone that is a, in my opinion, that's a first-round pick is an automatic winner. But the fact that Pickett's staying close to home, that or a place that he called home the past five years is a positive. Uh, you know, he's the only quarterback taken in the first round. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's just unbelievable to think he was the only quarterback taken in the first round of the draft. So I really shouldn't have to explain myself too much further than the fact that Kenny Pickett being the team's first round pick makes him a winner. Another winner, Matt Canada. Uh, I think it's safe to say the Steelers have given Canada every opportunity to get his offense in place and to be successful. When you think about the offensive line additions and free agency, taking Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth in 2021, now you get Pickett being the top pick in 2022, which a little caveat here, Pickett was actually recruited to go to Pitt from by Matt Canada. He used to be there. That's right. So Canada's offense, if it doesn't work now, the blame can't be shouldered on anyone other than the person that's putting the players in the right place to succeed. But, you know, Canada has to be thrilled. He's, he's on the winner's list for a reason because he has a, he, if he stays in Pittsburgh, he has the future quarterback for his scheme. So he's definitely a winner. Next is Deontay Johnson. So I talked about the BTSC staff. We listened to that sound. You know, I'm not sure, uh, you know, Jeffrey Benedict was talking earlier about how Kenny Pickett was, would be great for Deontay Johnson because uh, he's going to he's more of a traditional quarterback than say a Malik Willis. So Deontay Johnson's got to be happy. He's on the winner's list. He's got a quarterback, uh, you know, whether you like Trubisky or not, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but the Steelers are investing in the offense and that should make him happy. Next winner is Kevin Colbert. Yeah. This is his last go around with the Steelers as the active general manager. You know, he went down with a big swing. Did he hit a home run? Did he swing and miss? We won't know that for a while, but he sure went down swinging, that's for sure. And I give him credit. I think that some people might say that this is Kevin Colbert trying to, you know, I don't know, solidify his or cement his status with the organization. I don't think that has to be done anymore. I think, if anything, I view this as him wanting to leave both Mike Tomlin and whoever the next GM is with the next quarterback. I think that means something to me. The last winner is... Believe it or not, mock drafters. <laughs> Just like last year, when everyone was predicting Najee Harris to go to the Steelers, a lot of people had Pickett mocked to the Steelers at some point uh, this past offseason. If you listen to what Yen's talking about, they talked about how Pickett, although he wasn't as high as Willis and I don't think Ritter, there were a ton of places that mocked him to go to Pittsburgh. So, hey, 
Sometimes you get those crazy mock drafters. They get a pick or two right, figured I'd throw them a bone. All right, let's go to the losers. There's three of them. Two of them you could probably pick already. Um, Mitch Trubisky is one. Mason Rudolph is another. So for a second, just put yourself in Mitch Trubisky's shoes. You didn't think about it. You're brought in the first possible day of free agency. You think you have a new lease on life as the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Then you fast forward a month or so, and now the team you thought you'd be leading for the foreseeable future, well, they just spent a first-round pick on a quarterback. It's not ideal. And now you have to wonder, like, what's Trubisky's mindset? I wouldn't be shocked if he's not saying any time that I get in Pittsburgh is, is going to be a tryout. Maybe it's a tryout for the Steelers. Maybe it's a tryout for another future team. But Trubisky's got to see the writing on the wall. It's not – if you like Mitch Trubisky, it's a horrible – it's it's kind of bad. But at the same time, it's a business, and that's the way it's run. Mason Rudolph being a loser. I mean, this guy has been drugged through the mud more than once. But he signs that one-year extension. He's the Steelers' kind of insurance policy. He took the deal. But, you know, he never thought he'd end up being potentially QB3 on a depth chart. And this isn't to say that Rudolph can't win a quarterback battle. He can. But at the same time, it's going to be a tough road to climb, an uphill battle for sure. Some fans are wondering, like, will the Steelers trade Rudolph away? They only have three quarterbacks on the depth chart right now. I don't think they're trading him away anytime soon. The last loser is Malik Willis. You know, you think about people had him going anywhere from a top 10 pick to pick 32, but not many projected Willis to be without a team after day one. He's a dynamic player, but he's also a project. <clears throat> the Steelers, sorry, the Steelers could have taken Willis if they liked him. They took Pickett instead with what Kevin Colbert called a quote-unquote a higher floor in his post-draft press conference, meaning that Pickett's worst is not as low as, say, a Willis's worst. So that's something to consider. That's something to consider for sure. So I want you all to understand that when I said it was an inside job at the beginning of this show, I don't want you to take that the wrong way. The Steelers probably just leaned on information they had on Kenny Pickett. And a lot of people are going to want this kind of my heart-to-heart to finish out the show here. And a lot of people are kind of wondering, you know, and I've got a lot of people on Twitter, Jeff, what are your thoughts? Like, what are, what are your thoughts on the pick? And to be completely honest with you, I don't really have hardcore thoughts one way or the other. Yeah, you heard me in the audio be like, oh, please don't take Pickett. One of the reasons why I said that was I didn't want to hear uh, from the fans. You know, when you run a website like Behind the Steel Curtain, you are glued into the fan reaction. You're glued into the fan base. And because of that, you have a situation where I didn't want to hear the, yes, I love Kenny Pickett. I know some of my ride or die crew, they're just so infatuated with Kenny Pickett. And that's fine. And I also didn't want to hear the people that think that Kenny Pickett's awful. So I'm I'm neither here nor there at this point. I do trust the Steelers. I do trust the information that they get. I ask everyone whether you love it or hate it, take it with a grain of salt, wait till we play some snaps, then go ahead and criticize. And in the meantime, I'm excited for the rest of this draft. I want to see what it has in store for the Steelers. Make sure you are checking out our our audio feed. Obviously, if you found this, maybe you found it on Twitter. Maybe you found it on the website. Go to anywhere where you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe and follow so that you don't miss a thing. All right, folks, it's been a late night. It's going to be a long weekend for me. I've got more work to do. 
So I'm gonna get I'm gonna get out of here. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the NFL draft. Uh, I will see you back on Monday, but you'll probably hear me on other podcasts if you listen to all those. But my Let's Ride will be back on Monday to break down all things Pittsburgh Steelers. You know how we finish it out here. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers.